Hello and welcome to this Nerd Roamer Knowledge Nugget. We're going to deliver you a very brief infusion of our knowledge and expertise that will complement a recent episode of Nerd Roamer. So without any further ado, I'm going to jump right into it. If you've listened at all to our recent episode or looked on our list of episodes, you would know that our most recent episode we were talking about Great Smoky Mountains National Park. If you haven't listened to it yet and you're thinking of going to the park, you know, consider it. Either consider listening to it before you go. It also makes a great listen for anyone who wants to listen to something on their way to the park or while driving one of the scenic drives in the park. Gives you a lot of great info on the geology, ecology, history, some of the cool animals you'll see in the park, all kinds of good stuff in there. In this episode, I'm just going to touch on a few of my favorite hikes and places in the park as a reference to those of you who might be thinking about nerd roaming over there someday. Having flexible travel plans with regards to any trip to the Smoky Mountains is key because you don't get this lush, biodiverse land full of cool animals without having a decent amount of inclement weather to come in and provide the moisture needed for all that life to flourish. Keep an eye on the weather if you're planning a trip because it may wind up stinking and you may want to go somewhere else depending on your tolerance for misery. If you're like me and you like the inclement weather because you can pack for it, you can prepare for it, and it keeps the crowds away and the other people away, then by all means go for it, but just make sure that you're being safe. You're bringing stuff to stay dry, you're bringing dry layers, you're bringing stuff to keep you warm and to take care of wounds and injuries out on the trail. Just be prepared if you're going to the Smokies because yes, you are east of the Mississippi River. Yes, the eastern half of the United States has a higher population density, but the Great Smoky Mountains are no joke, and it is a wilderness area. There's lots of wilderness out there. There's spots that you can get into where you may not see another person for a long time. There's cliffs, there's slopes, there's rocks and roots and all kinds of stuff that you can trip on. So just be prepared just as if you were hiking in the backcountry anywhere you go if you're going on a hike in the Great Smoky Mountains. All right, so I'm going to give you four of my favorite hikes, and then I'm going to give you four of my favorite activities or spots in the park. If you're going on a weekend during peak season especially, I recommend having some backup plans in addition to the things I mentioned because a lot of the things I mentioned are things that may wind up being quite busy on a day because they are quite spectacular. If you're looking for backup plans, you're looking for other trails to potentially hike or other places to go, I recommend checking out the website hikinginthesmokies.com. They have a huge library of different hikes and things to see and do in the Smokies. If it looks like it's going to be busy, make sure you have some backup plans sketched out on the map so that you know where to drive in case that trailhead is full and you don't want to deal with the crowds. All right, number one, one of my favorite hikes in the park is in Cades Cove. So Cades Cove is this nice broad valley that is probably, I think it's like I would say 30 to 40 minutes kind of from the Sugarlands entrance that's near Gatlinburg. Cades Cove is known for having a lot of great historic structures in the park. But my favorite hike in that area is the Abrams Falls Trail, which is kind of down at the end of Cades Cove. Cades Cove Road makes this big loop. And so you kind of go down to the end of that road, like at the end of the loop, and there will be a turnoff where you can kind of turn off for parking for the falls. There's also a historic cabin back there. And you do this hike. So this hike, it's described as being moderate in intensity. So you can take that for um, meaning what it does. It is round trip. It's an out and back hike. It's about five miles round trip with an elevation gain of between six and 700 feet. You kind of think about if that sounds doable to you or not. I would say it is very squarely falls in that kind of moderate difficulty trail rating. The cool thing about this hike 
is that you'll definitely get to see a couple different types of forest as you go up and down. When you're lower and kind of near the stream, you'll see the lush kind of hemlock and rhododendron forest that the riparian environments are known for at Great Smoky Mountains National Park. You get higher up and it's a little bit more of a pine oak type forest. So you get a couple different types of forest. And then when you get to the end, there's this payoff of Abrams Falls, which is not necessarily like the tallest waterfall in the world. But I think the Great Smoky Mountains are full of tons of waterfalls. They're all spectacular. And this one, there's like a really good volume of water that comes off of it. So it's great for photography. You know, I would think twice about swimming there. The currents are really dangerous. Very easy to drown if you're swimming by a waterfall because you can get dragged underneath the water. Also be very cautious walking around on the rocks by the waterfall because they're really slippery. This is actually probably one of the most dangerous hikes in the National Park Service just because people are tempted to walk out on the slippery rocks and they get hurt. If you stick to the trail, I don't think it's any more dangerous than any other typical moderate hike. The payoff at the end I think is beautiful. The hike through the forest is great, so that's why it's one of my favorites. All right, moving on. Next favorite hike. I told you the Great Smoky Mountains was full of amazing waterfalls, and so I'm just going to give you another waterfall hike. Grotto Falls. Grotto Falls is off of the Roaring Fork Motor Nature Trail. So this is a little bit, this is kind of in a different part of that west side of the park from Cades Cove. It's off of a trail called the Trillium Gap Trail. So this trail is mostly within that hemlock riparian forest that we were talking about. And then you hike for about a mile and a half and you come to this really cool like rocky grotto uh you know it's called grotto falls it's a, it's a grotto and it's this nice 25 foot waterfall oftentimes not flowing super heavily just really pretty delicate waterfall you can walk behind it uh, you got to be really careful with how slippery the rocks are uh, you can view it from the front i think it's beautiful from every angle and this trail kind of along that creek I think is one of the best places in the whole park to see salamanders. So if you listen to our episode about Great Smoky Mountains nerd facts, like if you listen to the last episode, you'll know that Great Smoky Mountains is known for salamanders. This trail is a great salamander trail. You will see them. I can 99% promise you that you will be able to see salamanders if you look along that creek as you're going up. I would also call this trail a moderate trail because there is some uh, rocks on the trail on your way up. It's definitely not like a total paved path or super easy walk. It is a little bit shorter than the Abrams Falls Trail. Moderate trail nonetheless. You should kind of be able to walk on uneven ground and go up and down a little bit if you're doing this hike. Third hike. So third of four hikes. This one is the butt kicker. If you want to do a hike that challenges you a little bit, if you're looking for a strenuous hike and you're there at a time where it's warm out, I wouldn't do this hike when it's icy out personally because it can be treacherous. If you're prepared for ice and snow and you've got winter gear and crampons and all that kind of stuff, you know, good for you. But I would recommend doing this hike when it's warm and not icy out. So I'm talking about the Mount LeCant Trail. So Mount LeCant, one of the most prominent peaks in the entire park, one of the highest peaks in really all of eastern North America. So it tops out at around 6,600 feet or so. This particular trail is about five to six miles each way. So this comes out at being a round trip of around 11 miles. And the elevation gain we're talking about here is 2,800 feet. So it's not necessarily ultra steep for most of the way up, but it is a long, long hike. 
take that for what it's worth. There's a couple different ways to get up to the top of Mount LeConte. The one I'm talking about is the route off of the Alum Cave Trail. That's my favorite because you also get the double bonus of you get to see Alum Cave, which is one of the cool features. You know, sometimes people will just hike to the cave and come back. And that's fine, too, if you just kind of want to get out and have a walk and see this cool cave. The cave itself oftentimes has a lot of water dripping off of it, so be prepared to get wet. But it looks very cool, especially in like sunlight or if you have like sunlight kind of coming in from the side earlier late in the day or something like that. The other thing to remember about this hike is that there are portions of it as you get higher up that are exposed where there are steel cables that you have to hang on to. It's definitely can be a dangerous hike. I definitely would recommend checking in with the ranger to make sure that the trail conditions are safe when you go. Definitely have appropriate safety gear in terms of stuff to like treat an injury, have grippy shoes. If you're going at any time where there could be ice, you should be prepared for travel through snow and ice. But when you get to the top of Mount LeConte, you have like beautiful 360 degree view of the Smoky Mountains. And there's also like a cool little lodge up there, which is just kind of a nice thing to see. You can look into even booking a stay up there. It's very competitive. You have to look well, well, well in advance. Um, but that's kind of a neat thing. You can hike up there and stay at the lodge if you're really good at planning. I don't know if I'm even really that good at planning, but but it could be worth it. But I highly, highly recommend this trail, especially if you are looking for a challenge in the Smoky Mountains. The location couldn't be better. It's right off the Newfound Gap Road. So you don't have to go off bushwhacking into the far reaches of the park to get to the trailhead. It's right there. That being said, the Alum Cave Trail in particular is very, very popular, and this parking lot will fill up, especially during peak season. So if you're doing this at any time during summer break or during leaf peeping season, you want to be at that trailhead early, early, early. A, because it's a really long hike, it's going to take you a while. B, that parking lot's going to fill up. That being said, once you get past Alum Cave, the crowds really thin out. You will hardly see anyone up past the cave. You will be dealing with hordes of people before you get to the cave. But fortunately, the cave is only mile, mile and a half into the trail. The fourth hike that I recommend people do in the park is not necessarily a specific destination or anything like that but the Appalachian Trail is so iconic it runs straight through the park. The trail within the park was actually scouted out by George Massa and Horace Keppert so that's kind of like a neat piece of history I think. So I highly recommend people get out. You drive up Newfound Gap Road, you stop at the pass at the top, there's a little parking lot where you can take your picture by the sign that says like Tennessee North Carolina state line. Right by that is the Appalachian Trail. So I highly recommend you just hop on, go either way on it. I actually kind of like going north from there a little bit because I think more of the crowds tend to go south. And uh, go north. There's no specific overlook you need to get to or anything like that. Just enjoy a walk along one of America's greatest trails. You'll also get a chance to see people who are through hiking, backpacking the trail, depending on what time of year you're there. And if you're not there through hiking the trail, you can look at them and just be glad that you aren't necessarily them because usually... They look um, quite tired and disheveled at that point. Real quick, we'll cover some of my other favorite things to see and do in the park. So two of the things I'm going to describe are in Cades Cove. You've got to drive the Loop Road at some point, I think, if you visit Great Smoky Mountains National Park. There are lots of cool historic buildings to stop and look at as you go. The two favorites, I think the first one that you come to is the John Oliver cabin. I think that that's a really neat place to stop and look at because that was the original settler of Cades Cove in terms of the first person to buy land from the land speculator, settle down there, 
and also through kind of a big stink when they were coming in and throwing people off the land were John Oliver's descendants. So you got to stop and look at the John Oliver cabin. And then I think you also have to stop and look at the cable mill, which is kind of a lot farther on down the roads. So definitely go to Cades Cove, check out the historic structures, especially that first cabin. I think the churches are neat. And then that cable mill with the big mill wheel. I think that that is just such an iconic structure. You just absolutely got to see it if you're there. Number two thing to do in Cades Cove is that I think rather than driving the road like I was just talking about, the best way to see Cades Cove is on bicycle. Driving the road can sometimes be a little bit of a nightmare, bumper to bumper traffic, especially if it's busy out. So you might say to yourself, like, bumper to bumper traffic? That sounds absolutely horrible for biking it. Why would I want to go bike with bumper to bumper traffic? But there is a solution for you. During the summer on Wednesdays, so check with the Park Service because this changes, I think, sometimes from time to time. But right now they've been doing it where on Wednesdays in the morning, there is no automobile traffic allowed on the Cades Cove Loop Road. But it is open to bicycle traffic. So you can either come bringing your own bicycle if you live somewhere in the area. They also have bicycles for rent at the campground store at the Cades Cove campground. Definitely want to make sure you get there kind of early if you're coming to do this on one of the no automobile days because obviously renting bikes is going to be really popular on those days. But checking out the loop road on a bike, you just get more time to admire the structures. You get to look out over the neat fields and look at the cool old fences. And it's a totally different experience. I think there's more wildlife out to see. Things just move at a little bit of a slower pace. I, it's pretty flat. There are some hills uh, up and down. There's a couple spots where they make you walk the bikes, but it's really not a big deal. If you can ride a bike, you know, in any sort of reasonable shape, you know, you can bike this 11 mile loop. I think there's even a couple roads where you can kind of cut across if you don't want to do the full 11 miles. I just can't recommend it highly enough. Definitely recommend doing it and do it on a no automobile day if you can. Third thing you've got to see I think comes with a big asterisk. And so the third thing is going to be Klingman's Dome. The asterisk here being, if it's not a clear day, there's no point in going up to Klingman's Dome. What is Klingman's Dome, you're asking? So Klingman's Dome is the highest point in Great Smoky Mountains National Park. It's actually essentially reachable by car. So you can drive up to the top of Newfoundland Gap Road and take a little spur road out towards Klingman's Dome, and there's a little, like, pr pretty steep, but, like, half-mile trail where you can get up to the actual dome itself. It's a really nice panoramic view. It is gorgeous. It's the highest point in the Smoky Mountains. But if it is cloudy, rainy, foggy, whatever, you're not going to see a darn thing up there, and so I would just scratch it on your itinerary and try a different day. Similarly, if you're there on a Saturday or something in peak season... It may not be worth it, depending on your crowd tolerance and the time of day you're going up there. Maybe go really early or really late to make sure that you get to catch it. But if you can get there when it's not too crowded and there's good visibility, you really cannot beat the view from up there. It's the highest point. The fourth place that I recommend everybody's got to go. So a lot of people fly into Knoxville or they drive in to that Gatlinburg side. Gatlinburg's a big tourist town, so that's a very common way to get into the park. But I highly recommend people get all the way over to that North Carolina side. The Oconolufty Visitor Center is great. That whole area is super peaceful. You've got these fields. You've got this beautiful stream running through there. Some nice trails through the woods. With elk, it's not uncommon to see them right by the Visitor Center. You can be sitting on a nice big Adirondack chair, sipping a beverage, 
looking out over this sunny field and see this majestic elk come walking across, it really just does not get any better than that. And so that's actually, I think, my favorite spot in the park that's just accessible by car. So I mentioned some of the great hikes. You know, I always like the hikes better just because you are getting away from people. You're getting immersed in nature, that kind of thing. But my favorite spot in the whole park is actually at that O'Connell Lefty Visitor Center where you got that creek, you got the trails, the fields. It's just, it's awesome. You got to check it out. So that's my Nerd Roamer guide to enjoying Great Smoky Mountain National Park. You know, I, I hope you take my tips into consideration. Uh, definitely think about your physical fitness and the safety of the conditions when you're planning your trip. Think about what the crowds are going to be like. You know, a lot of the things I mentioned can be fairly popular at times. So definitely talk to a ranger to maybe find some deep dive activities if the, the main attractions are really crowded. But you really can't go wrong. It's one of America's, I think, greatest national parks. I think that it's fantastic that we were able to preserve this huge swath of hardwood and other types of forests out in the east. And I personally, I can't wait till I get back out there again. I don't think I've ever been there in peak leaf peeping season. So I may have to try and do that sometime. I hope this was somewhat helpful to people who are thinking about planning a trip out there. And until next time, keep roaming, nerds.